Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. How often do you use excuses like "I had a long day at work" or "I'm just not feeling it"? It isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction, but Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medication with free two-day shipping. Free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. That's GetRoman.com slash bomb and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash bomb to get $15 off your first order of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash bomb for $15 off your first order of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash bomb, B-O-M. Get 15 bucks off. Welcome back to another episode of Growing Up the Same. I'm your host, Trevon Edwards, and joined always by my co-host, Jason Madison. What's going on, Jason? What up, Trey? And today we have a special guest. We have Cassidy Hubbard. What's going on? Hey, so good to be with you, my friend. And friends, nice to meet you, Jason. Nice to meet you as well, Cassidy. Cassidy Hubbard is an American television anchor. She's been at ESPN since 2010. Worked on a number of studio shows, but most recently, she's been focused on the NBA as the host of Hoop Streams and one of the game's broadcast sideline reporters. Cassidy, this is the one of the two. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I was just like hearing that like deep baritone going over my resume. I was a little, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I think I am, but. Okay, cool. <laughs> the Bulls' first repeat or the second one? 
the second one because I was a little older and um, I remember more of it. And also shout out to uh, the viewers or listeners can't uh, see it, but Dennis Rodman in the background uh, of Trey's shot. Like that team just had a little more personality in my opinion. For sure. Mike Tyson or Roy Jones Jr.? I guess I would say Mike Tyson. Shower or bath? Shower. I hate baths. Um, a TV in the bedroom or no? I don't want a TV in the bedroom, but I have one and it is on every night. So it's more of like a, you know, I wish I d- didn't have social media on my phone at times, but it's go- it's it's I'm it's never. There. It's there. It's there. It's going to be there. Um, the eighties or the nineties? Nineties. All day. Jim Carrey. But the nineties is where I was, you know, where I, where I blossomed really. (laughs) Jim Carrey or Damon Wayans? Oh, I guess I'm going to go with Damon Wayans because Jim Carrey always kind of bugged me. I'm trying to think like, I don't really have a, like my favorite Jim Carrey movie which I'm probably going to kill, get killed for. The one that like I've, I've watched more than his other ones would be like, um, what's um, the Truman Show? I Whereas that. I don't like any of his like Ace Ventura. I mean, like I watched those movies, but they annoyed me. Damon yeah. Wayans, there's such, he, you know, I think he, I respect him more as a comedic actor. Right. Um, Goofy or Mickey Mouse? I think I like Mickey Mouse. And that's not just because um, I'm employed by Disney and he's, he's the face. Yeah, the mouse house. Yeah. Ron Artest or Elton Brand? That's a random question. Um, I- They were both drafted by the Bulls. Um, I like Meta World Peace. Can I, can I answer with that? Yeah, we'll accept that answer. <laughs> uh, Virgil Abloh or Tom Ford? Uh, uh, I've had, you know, we've all had our ups and downs with, with Virgil this year. So um, I would say I have more Virgil. Ab- I, I always mess up his name. Ab- 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 Abdo? Abloh. Ablo. <laughs> I know, I know. I like put the D and the B, I mess those up. I would I have more off-white and Louis Vuitton than I do um Tom Ford. So that's a backwards answer for to, to that question. Right. Um college dropout. Or, huh? I said and also flex. <laughs> Sorry. I flex. Uh, <laughs> college dropout or graduation. Oh man. I would have to say graduation. See, look, again, another person um, that, you know, is hard to get behind these days, even though I live in Yeezys and are embarrassed by it, but they're just the most comfortable things ever. Um, You know, old Kanye is is such a part of, you know, my, my, Teenage years and 20s, um, I, I think he's one of the most. You're not alone. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, Kanye just means a lot to me. Yeah. 
um, the rare triple one or two, one, two or three, Friday, next Friday or Friday after next, RIP Tiny Lister. I know, I know. Um, Friday, Friday, the original. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight or Infinity War? The Dark Knight. I, I think uh, The Dark Knight, um, see, I'm not like the greatest like movie, per like I don't catalog movies and, um, but I know that The Dark Knight, um, like Batman Begins, I think is the best of that trilogy. Because really? I think, yeah, because I think The Dark Knight, every part with Heath Ledger was fantastic. Right. But Two-Face and the ending there just ruined it for me. Like he just didn't need to be a part of the movie. Right. You know, I just, it didn't make a whole lot, like that whole ending, and maybe it had to do with the you know, fact that they had to like come up with, you know, more movie after he died. But Batman Begins, like I had never seen a superhero movie like that, where it just, it just like, I felt like it was, it, it brought superhero movies into, um, you know, like Academy Award winning type drama. Um, right. And I, I will watch Batman Begins more than I watch the other two. Wow, I think that's the first time I've heard that. But I'd, I'd like Batman Begins, not as much as The Dark Knight, but it's- Yo, Two-Face in the bed, though. That was crazy. His reaction oh, where he's like- I know, but even that scene alone, like Two-Face didn't know that just because he had a mask on, that he couldn't tell that that was the Joker. And as soon as he did the mask off, he was like, oh my God, no, the reveal. Like, dude looks straight crazy walking in the room with, with a painted face. Yeah. Dressed in a you know a female nurse costume, like it just any like I just didn't get it. Like I liked. Um, he was, was woozy. It? He was woozy from being in the. You know, like, <laughs> Look, if you got to explain all that, then I'm out. No. <laughs> it just, it just, I just didn't need that storyline when you have such an epic character like the Joker. It just didn't. It like it just you're doing too much. But at the same time. He was extraordinary. All the parts around the Joker, I think, were the best as far as the villains throughout the three movies. But um, start to finish, I like Batman Begins more. Nice. Knowledge is power or ignorance is bliss? Knowledge is power. All day. And something I need to continue to tell myself. Jordan threes or fours? Elevens. Olympic sevens or the great fives? Great fives. Uh, sevens are just, I like, uh, they're just too clunky for me. Yeah. Big 10 or SEC? Big 10, because I went to Northwestern and I'm from the Midwest. So I, I rep the Big 10. But as far as like where my love for college football started, it was the SEC because I covered the SEC. Um, like when I was at, when I was at Northwestern, I covered Northwestern football, but being introduced to SEC football, um, working for Fox Sports South in Atlanta, is just like, it's a whole nother world I just didn't know about when it came to sports fandom. And so um, I became an LSU fan during that time. Nice. Urban Meyer or Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> pass. <laughs> Seriously, pass. <laughs> You might pass on this next one too. Jake Cutler or Kyle Orton? 
I mean, we're just talking about as a Bulls quarterback, right? The Bears quarterback, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a Fordian slip. Bears quarterback. Um, I, yeah, I, I like Jay Cutler, but I also don't. Yeah, Jay Cutler. That's my answer. I'll just stop there. Yeah. Uh, Twister, Chief Keith. Twister. United Center or Chicago Stadium? Uh, I never saw a game in Chicago Stadium. I have my beef with the United Center. Um, I feel like, especially during like the Derrick Rose years, when, you know, it should have been just peak excitement around that group. I, I felt like I was watching games and I could hear the ice cream man like calling for people to, to buy ice cream. Like, I just didn't think the vibe was very good in there. I saw some, I, I think I did standing room only on the top rafters of the United Center during the Jordan years. So that was cool. But I mean, from the stories I hear from like Wilbon and everybody that Chicago stadium, just like, you can't, it just will never be replaced. Like the sound in there was incredible. So, um, I have my issues with the United Center, so I guess just out of hearsay, I would say Chicago Stadium. Gotcha. Food and liquor or the cool? Oh. Um, go the cool. Shonda Rhimes or Oprah? Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> so I went to go see, look, Oprah is an icon, okay? And I grew up watching her, but I went to go see Oprah with like a bunch of classmates um, when I was in middle school. And, you know, I'm sure we were being awful because it's a bunch of middle schoolers, but I just remember her yelling at us <laughs> to like be quiet. So it kind of like stuck in my head that, um, you know, that <laughs> Oprah, Oprah's scolding us. And she probably was very much in the right. And then Shonda Rhimes, like I... I'm a huge Grey's Anatomy fan. Um, yeah. Like, I I try to find people who will talk to me about Grey's Anatomy because I know there's a lot of people out there since it trends every single time it's on. It's been on for about 50 years. I was going to say, is it still on? It's still on? Yeah, it's still on <laughs> and it's still great. And no one, and that's the response I get to from everybody who, you know, talk, like when I say I still watch Grey's Anatomy and they're like, that show is still on? And I'm like... Yes. Can I have someone to talk to? I've gone to the to the point where I'm like you know, searching hashtags on Twitter just to feel yeah. like I have a community that I can talk to about my obsession with Grey's Anatomy. It's such an amazing show. The writing, everything. Ugh. Yeah, I, I watched it. I had a girlfriend in college who loved it and I watched it with her. Um, this is probably like 2006, 2007, something like that. I think like the show's probably like, I mean, maybe just because I was watching it, but I feel like it was kind of in its peak at that time. Oh, it's had several peaks. <laughs> it's had several peaks. It really I know, has. I know a lot of the characters have died. I'm like, like, how's everybody died? And like she's because they introduced new characters. That's like the brilliance of Shonda Rhimes. She, right. you know, she has uh, uh, the ability to create characters that you love and relate to and um you know, care, care about their character development. I mean, I've had my issues with how she's ended some of the characters run, mm -hmm. but yeah, I have an obsession as you can tell. 
right. Would you rather be late to the party or early to the party? Uh, I guess it depends on what kind of party it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, if it's like some, you know, awkward business corporate party, I think like, I don't want to be just, I don't know. It depends. It's all situational. Like yeah. if I show up there and it's a party, I just need to kind of like show face at then maybe arriving early. So then I could like, you know, get yeah. in when there's not too many people I'm, I'm, I'm can be very awkward and not good at small talk. So if it's a party that like, I'm excited to go to, I'll get there early. Like I do like a friend's Thanksgiving pre, you know, 2020 with our, our friends back in Chicago. And that's a party that I never want to end. So I want as much time. So it's, it depends on what kind of party it is. Gotcha. Uh, Monopoly or Scrabble? I've never really liked Monopoly. So Scrabble. Yeah. Uh, phone posits or forces? Forces. I respect um, phone posits, but I definitely wear um, Air Force Ones way more. Hoop dreams or the last dance? Oh, well, the last dance, because it was like basically a documentary on my childhood experiences. And it actually helped, as I said, it helped kind of put make my memories a little bit clear. You know, there was a lot of stories that I didn't pay attention to as a, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year old. Yeah. I just want to say though, for Hoop Dreams, like I remember when I was growing up, people saying like, oh my God, it's the greatest documentary of all time. And like, I wasn't really into film at that time in my life. And I saw that movie and I was like, wow, I understand what documentaries are now. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely. Yeah, and so that I don't know that movie always has like a special place like for me. No, you put you put that that into good perspective of just how it did change the game as far as sports documentaries, um, yeah. and you know, uh, it 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 should have a significant place in history. But when it comes to you know which one I relate to more, it would be obviously the last dance. Oh yeah, no, I think I mean it's just like anything with time. Like the the you know the newer you are, probably the better you're gonna get. And obviously, like I love Michael Jordan just as much as anybody else. I, last dance was just like it was just fun the whole time. Like yeah, I watched it like three or four times from beginning to end. <laughs> um, you uh, did? Huh? I mean, I like. You know what it is? I got, I had to do a, um, had to, it was, you know, I call this work, so I need to pinch myself, but I did a show with Sarah Spain, like mm -hmm. a reaction, a pre, like a pre-show and a reaction show out of each episode. So I got like the episodes early. Mm -hmm. um, so I watched it, like I, I need to sit back and watch it, just like not taking notes and not like, you know, trying to watch it from an analytical perspective. Like I need to spend some time. I log on to ESPN Plus. Plug. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just fun, especially when they you have like those certain moments that like really hit and like yeah. they like kind of anticipating them, and I'm like, oh, I know he's gonna do this or this is gonna happen in this yeah. episode. So like, I will say, Scotty does have a reason to feel uh, some type of way because I've I he did not look good in that documentary. <laughs> he got, he got it was it. a hot look. <laughs> it was a hot look, Trey. Like I have my issues 
you know, Amin would always set me straight and be like, because, you know, he works, we all work with Scotty and we know what a good guy he was, but it, it was hard to defend him. Some of those moves, they were wild. They were wild. Yeah. Other than, other than uh, Crumbs Kraus, he was the, like the kind of the villain. of the, the, the last. Yo, I think that Jordan based and rest in peace, Jerry Krause, because, you know, you're a big part of the championships. Do you think he based the the um, alien boss in Space he Jam? Had to be. He had to. Absolutely. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like it, it wild, though. I'm saying, and I'm, I'm very interested to see what this this uh, LeBron Space Jam is going to be about. He says not a sequel. Right. You know, there were some quotes he said. He goes, when like he was talking to uh, Allie Clifton and she was like, he was like, and we're taking on some aliens. She goes, Monstars. He goes, they're not Monstars. Like, Ooh. you can't stray too far away when it's called Space Jam. He, he remixed it. I, don't, I, I might not get down with this one. I don't know. Like, there's a, like, I understand trying to make it your own, but like, there's a line where you need to respect the original art. It should have been passing the torch. It should have been like a retired MJ, like, look, that's what I'm saying. This is what you're gonna need if you're gonna go out there. Damn respect too, Trey. (laughs) Hey, 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 Wash King. (laughs) I I need the Jordan cameo. Jordan's gotta make a cameo in the movie. There's no way. Not happening. Not happening. Only Jordan you're seeing is Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Vodka or tequila? Oh, God. Um, tequila? <laughs> I would tell you this. Tequila? I can't even be, like, next to someone drinking it. And yeah. my husband drinks tequila nightly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, we are separate. He's in his chair and I'm in my couch. Like, I, you know what it is? Tequila, I'm not a big drinker. I, you know, I didn't start drinking until really college um, because I had being part Asian, like early on, I had, you know, I don't know if you know this about some Asians and I don't know the the medical term, but I would get really flushed and red and um, dizzy. Uh, But then I started like easing into it, drinking wine. Um, And then I had like, you know, sometimes I would try, I would drink liquor, but I hate the taste of all liquor, except for gin and tonic, which is strange because everyone tells me gin is like the worst tasting liquor, but I don't taste it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's, it's terrible <laughs> i don't know i like i like a gin and tonic i don't call me like an old you know lady but tequila like i just remember my worst nights of like learning how to drink um to put it you know frankly like i tequila is what did me in i i would get sick always they drink tequila which included my wedding night alicia alicia first drink wasn't the 151 in pineapple like me like I was. No, 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 like, no, no. I look. I I tried the Mad Dog uh, <laughs> in high school. I tried the little wine coolers in high school, but like nothing. You know, like I never got to the point where I got drunk with those. Um, but like tequila, like my wedding night, awful, awful. We, I didn't, I didn't have any time to drink during the wedding. So then we had a, we had a, uh, um, post party and. I just started taking shots of tequila and it was the worst situation ever. My poor husband. <laughs> um, reading your favorite book or watching your favorite movie? Movie. I want to say reading a favorite book. Like I want to read more, but yeah. I also love television and yeah. movies. And I'm the type of person who will watch 
the same movie over and over again and watch season four of Grey's Anatomy <laughs> on a Tuesday afternoon while I'm walking down the street. It's a problem. I need to read more. So I'm putting it out in the atmosphere to tell myself to read more books. You got to you got to join FA's book club. We we uh, we had a FA Udo on our on our pod. Like yeah. And he has a book club. So I mean, I may need to start. Yeah, we got it. We got invited. So um, when he starts reading the Barack book, maybe we can all join in on that. Yeah, I, know, I need to. Yeah. OK. No, I do. I do. Like back to your question. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Um, and reading is a is a portal to that knowledge. For sure. Um, speaking of Barack, Barack or Michelle? Barack. I mean, I love Michelle, but how cool is Barack Obama? Like he's just, he never misses. He yeah. never misses. Like, I love Obama. He's just so smooth. It's yeah. just we're like, we're so spoiled. Like, I don't know if there ever be another president that smooth and that entertaining and that like, for everything that he had to worry about as a president, he still was also on top of pop culture. You could tell that like he cared, you know, doing his homework whenever he had kind of like a pop culture interview mm -hmm. uh, or a sports interview or when teams came to um, the White House. Like he just was, he's just so cool. Yep. Um, High Fidelity or the Blues Brothers? If you've seen either one of those movies. I mean, I have <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. I, you know, Blues Brothers, I guess I just associate more with Chicago and, you know, Sweet Home Chicago um, and um, Billy Goat Tavern and all of that. Like those, I, I can recall more memories, as you can tell, with Blues Brothers than um, High Fidelity. Um, the Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Um, Ferris Bueller's day off all day. Like I never really, I don't really love the breakfast club. And I, I don't know if it's just because I never watched it when I was younger, but, and I don't really like it now, but I just Ferris Bueller's day off. I was the number one, like John Hughes movie that, um, that, you know, had a imprint on my, uh, on my memory just like going to the Cubs game, like, you know, just all of it. I think start to finish that movie still, still holds up today. Whereas Breakfast Club, I just don't, it doesn't, it doesn't really hold up as, as well. For sure. Uh, Bears or the Blackhawks? Bears. Bears, like the Bears, even though the Bulls are my first love, watching the Bears um, is what like really got me into wanting to be in sports broadcasting because it was watching like the Fox NFL pregame show, um, you know, on Sundays, like I'd come home from church, we'd have breakfast, I'd watch the pregame show. Um, I would see Pam Oliver, like doing sit down interviews with players. And then it kind of just like, I just remember that moment of, oh, that's, that would be pretty cool to do. Like, you know, I love sports. I love watching sports. Like this is an actual career that I can kind of go after. So um, the Bears for sure. The Blackhawks, like I, I'm a Fairweather fan. Like I was all about them during their Stanley Cup runs, but 
Like I didn't watch one game last season, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I am towards the Kings. It's like I like when they're winning, but other than that, like I don't pay that much attention. Right. Yeah. Um, And my last one: Do you get more happiness from work or your regular life? Um. my personal life, my family, for sure. Like work, I've been so blessed and so fortunate to live out my dream. Um, and I feel like, like it's, it's given me so much to be proud about, but I've always been someone who, um, you know, realizes that family is the most important thing in life. And now that I'm a mother, um, you know, my whole world has kind of changed uh, and priorities just have changed. So with that, so is kind of like what I value the most um, as far as like what I'm most proud of. So I'm still, you know, I, I, it's right. It's great to have the best of both worlds right now. For sure. Well, that was the one and the two. Um, that was awesome. That was fun. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Yeah, thank you. Now time to cue the harp, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> blast from the past all right now we're gonna have a conversation about young cast and playing sports how was that um so i am the youngest of three kids um i have two older brothers and uh we just like we were always active my dad was you know my coach growing up i played soccer and basketball i pretty much played every single sport growing up except for hockey and, um, and volleyball because it hurt my wrist. <laughs> like, and I just remember not, I mean, not wanting to take the time to figure it out. Cause it also always competed with basketball. And I always knew I wanted to be in basketball. That's me and bowling with the wrist thing. I just, I, I bowled in college and it was just like now trying to do it for like, just with friends. Ah. My, you know, I just like, uh, uh-uh, I can't do it. Well, now, now it's just a different story where it's like the thirties hit. And I don't know if you're 30, Trey, but like the 30s About to be 36. See, we're the same age. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, you know, the feeling like this is 30 things are just hurting to hurt. Like I just had my first experience with like my back stiffening up and I'm like, yo, this is not cool. I'm not down with this. This is what adulthood is. I can't like, don't, don't give me that. And my knee has been washed for forever. I feel like, and then, and then sometimes when I reach to like grab, you know, my daughter's like, that ran that random pop. There's a pop. (laughs) I feel it's something in my Achilles. I'm telling you, it's all connected. I am washed. I am washed and not in LeBron James, 36 years old washed. I am like, all the way washed. And um, I even forgot what we were just talking about. That's how washed I am. Because that's another problem is that your your memory is everything is shot is is shot. And don't even don't even bring like the the mom brain or the dad brain into it. Like I was telling you, Trey, like I forget everything because I'm like, you're not just worried about yourself. And I'm like, I can't think about what happened two minutes ago. So what was the question again? So he, I asked about sports. So what specific oh. sports uh, were your favorite? Oh, okay. So um, soccer and basketball. And when I was in high school, I added um, cross country uh, to help get in shape for um, soccer and basketball, really. Um, so, you know, I, I will say though, like I peaked in middle school, like I, I, 
I'm just a straight up brag. I was the shit in middle school. I, I earned all of the awards. I got MVP of FAM, which is um, this like club league that we had in Evanston, sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. And I'm feeling myself, you know, and I get to high school, didn't really work on my left because I just like thought I was good and got, you know, put on the sophomore team freshman year and then varsity my sophomore year. Um, but I didn't really work on my game. And so, you know, sophomore and then sophomore year on varsity, I didn't get any tick. And then junior year, like I, you know, other girls started being better than me handling the ball. Cause I was a point guard. Like, how do I not have a left hand and be at, like, and can't dribble left. So really. I'm sitting on that off hand all day. Just sit, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Give it here. Cause you go give it right here. Thank you. <laughs> So, you know, but I did, I will say I like, you know, something about me and it may, and this kind of, you know, translates to how I am like as a broadcaster too. Like I probably, I'm not the um, most like poised and naturally gifted athlete. And I would say I'm not the most poised or naturally gifted broadcaster, but I'll hustle. I'm a hustler. And so that's kind of like what my game turned out to be was like, I was, you know, I had a lot of steals and like one game I recorded 16 rebounds. I mean, I'm five, six and I got 16 boards and I'm like, that's the kind of stuff I'm proud of. So I will outwork you. I may not, you know, um, you know, always that quote be- may raise on Rondo pro. <laughs> Right, right. That's exactly. I'm a playmaker. I'm a playmaker. I caused havoc. That's that, that that that's my game, and that's a big part of my personality. I would say. You made a comment about hustling and in, in, in broadcasting. A lot of people don't know. Like it's other people. <laughs> like you know what I mean. In the media game, like you might have like ten other outlets, and if it's a big game, it might be 120 journalists there trying to be on the same beat and get the same story. And obviously, you work for the world leader in a situation where you know you might have that 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 priority and sometimes it's kind of like okay well that person just kind of I remember my first experience in a locker room and just looking and thinking everybody's just gonna let me get my question off or somebody asking your question where you're just like uh and I only got one question to get to this one person it's man it's it, it requires hustle and if you don't have hustle closed mouths don't get fed and you can get exposed real quick Right. And look, it requires hustle and requires, you know, reps, like understanding, you know, like I was a house cat for the majority of my career at ESPN, meaning like I was in studio in Bristol and then they was like, okay. And then they just handed me the keys to, you know, sideline reporting, never did any sideline reporting before covering the NBA, like never. And, you know, I'm now in my fifth year and I'm still trying to figure things out, like little things like where are the bathrooms, you know, like how, you know, in the arena so I can make sure I'm timing out like my strategy to for the game and, you know, building relationships with the PR guys, make sure that like, hey, if something happens, I'll text you instead of chasing them down or just knowing the people in the league that can I can ask for like rules explanation or I covered the confetti game between the Celtics and Sixers and I'm like you know where they um they let out the confetti early and they had to like figure out you know how how that game was going to play out and you know 
how they had to, and the earthquake. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember in summer league, the earthquake. Zion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like those, those two situations were such a, like, I was so nervous because it, like half the battle was figuring out who to talk to, like who was going to be able to give me an answer. Um, and I just like, didn't know, I wouldn't have known that unless I, you know, had a few years in the league kind of being in and around these people. And I still, you know, I, I feel like today, I, you know, having been been in the bubble and being around the people, the personnel in the NBA and a lot of the, a lot of the teams that has helped me. And this is five years deep. So there's still a lot of learning I need to do in order to get, do my job. Right. But that was a, uh, that was Cassidy. Now you want to talk about Cassidy back then. So yeah, sports, sports were big, just a big part of who I was as a kid and who, you know, my family, my, I was so fortunate. My parents were at all of my games. Um, and that like meant everything to me, like, going, you know, in my basketball games, being able to like run over to my dad, you know, at halftime and get his, like his advice on how I was playing. Like, those are the memories that I, I will always um, cherish about my childhood. Did you play, um, did you play um, other sports in high school other than basketball? I did. I was actually better at soccer than I was basketball. Cause I told you, I just like, didn't improve. And I got a lot of crap from, you know, the soccer, soccer people, because, um, you know, I, I did have a little more natural ability in soccer than I did in, in, in basketball. Um, and the soccer people, um, really want you to concentrate on just soccer. And so they wanted me to play club, um, you know, in the, in the fall and winter. And I always wanted to be a three sport athlete. And I actually was the, I mean, I had a graduating class of close to 700 people and I was the only three sport athlete for four years um, in my entire graduating class of 700 people, because like that, like I graduated in 03. So like those, those 2000s were like the start of the shift of like, you know, um, of young kids specializing in sports and, you know, investing in trainers and like finding ways to get an edge to get scholarships. And, you know, maybe it even started like the late nineties, but I just, I just knew I always just wanted to play, you know, sports. I didn't like it. I never really thought I was going to like, I could use it as a way to get, you know, a scholarship. Like I just wanted to be a part of a team and have fun and, um, you know, participate and be, you know, really enjoy athletic competition and not just have it be a means to an end of, you know, a means to get to the next step. So um, soccer, actually, we won a state championship in 2002. Um, and, you know, we were one of the be best teams in the state, um, you know, my senior year as well. So like that was pretty freaking cool experience. Like not many people get to say that they are a state champion. So um but again, I was like a little rough around the edges. I think I got like benched. I got benched during the championship game because I like, I like uh, almost lost us the game in the, <laughs> in the um, semifinals because I like, like, uh, what's the word? I like undercut some girl in the box. And they you got, got a red card? Got a card. No, I got like benched by my coach. Because oh, your coach like, just did that. Yeah, it was. And this the funny story is it like because I, you know, wasn't being smart. I just was being hectic and trying to create, you know, chaos and 
you know, just running up and down. And then like, I just, I, I, like I tried a, um, why can't I think of the word slide kick, like a the thing when you slide and you try to kick the ball away from someone, whatever, I sound really dumb, but it's been a long time since I played soccer. Um, and it was in the box and luckily our goalkeeper was amazing and, you know, prevented the goal, but, uh, I got, I, I got benched in that, in, in the championship game. But I, if you look at any pictures of the celebration after he won the title, I am in every shot right next to the coach who has the, who has the, who has the trophy because I was like, I'm getting my shine. <laughs> like, I'm, And so I am right next to him. I was on the front cover of like, like right there in every single picture. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, pivoting from sports. What about neighborhood games? Yeah. That? Yeah. I mean, I, um, was, I, I love, where I grew up, Evanston. It's such an incredible community. And um, I, you know, I had a neighborhood um, growing up where it was nice. There's a lot of kids my age um, in the neighborhood. And, you know, it was, it was always fun to kind of get together for block parties where, you know, we would play volleyball. And I think that's where I learned. I didn't really like it. And then there were, you know, we would play games like capture the flag, which was so fun running around the neighborhood in other people's backyards. And we just had a really great group of kids um, that all got along. And then like, even when we'd go to school, we'd be waiting in line for the bus and we'd play like Red Rover, which is such a, such a dangerous game. Have you guys ever played Red Rover? Uh, I, I, it's probably called something else where we're from, but if you explain it probably. So you got, you have like two, um, so like you have two sides, like maybe three people on one side, three people on the other side and you go red Rover, red Rover, send, um, you know, uh, tray over. And then you would have to run and break the link of our arms. So we would all hold arms. So I actually, <laughs> it's another name for it, but I had to, you know, as an elementary school teacher, I did that as PE. So for PE, I had the kids play that game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that, I loved it, but I also remember like feeling like I was going to break my arm every time because some of the kids got real aggressive, just like trying to, you yeah, know. Yeah, somebody can get clotheslined actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I loved it. I would just remember playing that game, waiting for the bus um, before elementary school. And I just like, those are the memories that, you know, um, just kind of embody the innocence of childhood. And lastly, let's talk about young cast and music. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've always been into um, hip hop, R&B, obviously 90s R&B. I remember like, I'm trying to, it's just when, when you say that and I'm thinking, trying to jog my memory, like in middle school, um, we would have dances and, you know, obviously middle school is when like, kids kind of start getting mean. <laughs> and I just remember um, that like this guy, this kid, Brian Bonner, who was a good friend of mine, but he just was such a trickster. He would come up to me and he would say, I know you, I know who likes you. I know who likes you. And he'd go, nobody. <laughs> As in like Keith Sweat. Shouts to Keith Sweat. Yeah, shout out to Key Sweat, shout out to 112, shout out to Jagged Edge. 
Um, Drew Hill. Yes, Drew Hill. Yes, but like those. I liked. I liked in my bed. That was a banger to me. No, no, no. He's he was great. He just was like he just was like one step over for me. Is like outside that. All right. What about what about genuine? Because you you owe three. Yeah, genuine too. Like, but genuine. I would like if I were to put Key Sweat, One Twelve, Jagged Edge, Jagged Edge to me. Like I, you know, I played Promise probably. I mean, I wore that track out. Okay, so Jagged Edge out of that that three. Like, as we, need, we need the Jagged Edge One Twelve verses. Yes, yes, yes. Do it one time for the millennials. For Come real. on. Um. So yeah, that would be amazing, actually. Jag. I mean, because I think people sleep on Jagged Edge. I really do. Like, didn't they, I, didn't they do that? No. No, have they? <laughs> yeah, they battled. No, they didn't battle. They who didn't have one, no verses. Who was 112 battling in? 112 didn't have no verses? What yes, they did. About? Early on in the year. Y'all tripping. I know Cassie probably was busy, but you missed it. It was no, definitely. I don't know. I'm I got the playlist here. We have an internet machine, so we can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and then, like, I'm trying to think of other soundtracks that, like, really is sticking out in my mind. Like the bodyguard soundtrack, I sang to a lot. I will admit, so there was like my obsession with, you know, R&B and hip hop. And then I had like a shameless, you know, teeny bopper girl phase. Like I may or may not have gone to one or five sync concerts. You know, Justin Timberlake was that dude for me. He was my biggest crush growing up. <laughs> like, even the curly, the, like, you know, banana yellow curly hair. I used to live for some Justin Timberlake. So I, I will admit that side of me, that I loved me some NSYNC. And I came, I came around to NSYNC when, uh, when the Neptunes uh, did the uh, Girlfriend oh, yeah. remix. Yeah. Like whenever the Neptunes did a song with somebody, I automatically was like, all right, like, let me go check them out. Cause I wasn't messing with Britney Spears either, but I'm no, a slave no. for you as a slap. No, and like, don't even bring Backstreet Boys or 98 Degrees my way. It was all really just about yeah. Justin. Like I didn't like care about, like I so got mad when Chris or Lance or whatever the other guy's name would sing. It was all and only about so um, fact check. I just sent both of you guys text. They did battle, and one twelve won. It was on my birthday. That's probably why. I That's don't why I'm telling you. Yes, you didn't remember. Because and and Cassie was definitely jagged edge is underappreciated. And I think because of Cupid, which arguably Banger. like, well, it's the biggest song out of like that either of them did. You know, it's it's one of the it, 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 peaches it, and cream was crazy. Peaches and Cream was crazy, but Cupid to me represents like 90s R&B. Whereas yeah. Jagged Edge, you got to really dig deep and like spend some time with their albums to appreciate Walked it. out of heaven. <laughs> you I know, mean, we look, go down the line hard. Was, like hard album was great for me. I was I was a DJ like in high school. And I'm telling you, like I did. I did so many weddings and no song went off like the Let's Get Married remix. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> No song off like that. 
It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I think the the theme, I'm trying to think, we had a jagged edge theme to our prom my senior year. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what song it was, but um, anyways. So yeah, so that, and then as far as like hip hop, I was into in the nineties. Mm, I think my, my true love for hip hop really started with old Kanye. That's just, I mean, I think that's some. Yeah, I mean, that's our freshman year college, like yeah. college dropout drop ironically right then and there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you could just kind of transition into that. Yeah. Um, dang, man, we had some good times, too, because we got 50 Cent, Get Richard Die Trying. We got some good albums. We got the Beyonce, Jay-Z, 03, Bonnie and Clyde, Blueprint. Yeah, that, was like the, that was like the last golden era, I feel like, of hip-hop. G-Unit, Beg for Mercy. Like, it was just a good time, man, to be going to... Like Jay Z retired, we got black album. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, eighteen, it. nineteen at that particular college time. To me, yeah, college to me was like, I mean, like I would spend a lot of time in my car just listening to music, um, in college. Um, I thought like, and and I felt like that was the time where I was really on top of new music. Like now, I I couldn't even fathom you know being on top of new music. I, I just I'm, I'm gonna get you back lit since we. I feel I feel, <laughs> just I feel just proud of songs. myself. I go. actually listened to the Kid Cudi album today, but I like you know kind of skipped through it. But Kid Cudi to me was also like that was also a moment early on when I was at so whatever his album came out and his last album what was it the last the last album what was the album that actually came out last last night. But that she listened to that one. But oh, the, the, yeah, the the man like on day the, and night and all that man on the moon, yeah, probably like two thousand nine. Yeah, I okay. think it was, I think it was oh eight, oh eight, oh nine, something I mean, like it's that. Been ten years, really, that, that he, his like main last album came out. But my, my, I just remember listening like that album um, was what I would listen to whenever I was traveling, like and on a plane. It would always be that album um, that I would put on and listen to. So, Kid Cudi for sure, but shouts yeah, Cudi, to all the ragers. <laughs> and Cudi was so like left, like left field at that time. Cause I think like Drake was coming out at the same time. Yeah. Like, Cause I remember like him being in Cudi's video for, uh, what was this song? Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. And that yep. was like a big deal. But like, there wasn't a lot of people that I didn't think like that I knew that was really fucking with Kid Cudi at the time because he was so like off center, you know? Right. I just, yeah, I just thought that start to finish, I could listen to that album like on repeat over yeah. and over again because it, it just dope. was like a, a vibe of, it was just easy listening. Yeah. No, he's he's the one that really started the like vibes to get like Travis Scott and all that type right. of Right, exactly. Like, yeah. Out there, like a mix of hip hop and alternative like yeah um right. so yeah I'm proud of myself that i even listened to kid cuddy today oh uh, hey that's 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 big because I, I ain't even got a chance to press play yet top so. music these days is is would be a misrepresentation of my i'm just not cool anymore like or i never really was but i i'm just i'm not with it <laughs> like that's what a two-year-old would do i will tell you what is the hotness in latest toys and uh you know games and onesies but but as far as music you're out the loop well i'm i'm, I'm gonna try to be a good friend and and, and keep you in the know just just random just random album links 
yeah. <laughs> it's just there you go check this out when you get a chance yeah. please please yeah there you go i got you um a, a question that we ask our guests uh every show is what advice would you give 18 year old cassidy read more on it like i i hate to for it to be so simplistic but you know a lot a lot of being successful is you know working on yourself and like i've been um you know i've been i've been fortunate in my career to to have a lot of opportunities but i'm at an interesting point where like like i said i've been at espn for a decade um and this business constantly forces you to um reinvent yourself and not necessarily change but you need to improve like is this business and life, you know, forces you to make sure that you are continuing to evolve. And I just don't feel like anyone can evolve without, without knowledge. Um, and, you know, making, just being a little more curious than, um, you know, I, I, I think I was early on in my career, I think would have opened up a little bit more um, roads to success, um, for, for 18 year old me. So I would say read more, find ways to be more curious and, um, yeah. And trust, trust the process because it's, it was so, it was so easy to get caught up in just drama of not getting what I thought I wanted at that point. And that, you know, the uh the journey is really the goal that's is that that's, some wisdom for you <laughs> yeah that's wisdom that's some bars right there and i hope i hopefully our you know our listeners take that with a grain of salt and, and and go for there you know what i mean especially those that's you know following a similar you know career path or just in life in general you know so Definitely. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. And also invest in Amazon and Peloton. I would tell myself. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Invest. Yeah. Never make a promise that you can't keep. Yeah. That's a good one. Work to to jagged edge. (laughs) Oh, see, that just went over my head. I mean, I just, my jagged edge fan card should be taken away. Really, it's good. all it's all good. You probably the last fan anyway at this moment. <laughs> but thank you, Cass, as always for joining so us. So fun! I this love meeting great. with you guys. This just was like a breath of fresh air from my constant Zoom calls with teams. Um, so thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. 
Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.